Good morning, Super. Good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, James. <laughs> Okay, so we had a, a, a little break in our in-studio podcast because I went out on the field and did some recording out there. Mm -hmm. So that should be available for everyone soon. So today I thought we'd just maybe you know, talk about a pretty interesting topic that I feel like it deserves more attention and more time than this that we're going to give it. Mm -hmm. but. You know, there's there's never a better time than now, and there's never a better method than just to get it out. <laughs> All right. Okay. So today, what I thought I talk about is um, what's better um, for people in our industry? Is it being a a union, working in a in a union like the thirty two BJ? and working full-time, part-time, and most likely full-time? Or is it better to work as a part-time super? Mm -hmm. part-time, For those of you who are not familiar with what a part-time super does, it's, it's someone that is, um, you know, instead of working nine to five, um, five days, you know, uh, 40 hours a week, they're kind of more uh, entrepreneurial and you know, picking and choosing their customers, um, working the time that they want, like the hours that they choose, um, making their own price, so determining their own value, asking for their own value, um, planning their own financial um, road, on and on. So, yeah. So they're like freelancers. Like freelancers, freelancers right. Are contractors. In contractors, right. Exactly. So I've had questions as to which is better. We've had, you know, mostly, actually, people from different um, stages of being a super, just starting, getting their first building, or having been in the industry for a long time. The question often becomes like, what's better? what works out better, what's cooler. Not what's cooler, but what's better. I guess people have different ideas of what better is. Sometimes it's about money. Sometimes it's about security, job security. Sometimes it's about um, uh, freedom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there's, there's some people that just love their freedom and mm -hmm. they don't want a nine to five. They don't want to work 40 hours a week. They want their own, they want to do things at their own time and that's worth much more than, uh, you know, uh, uh, any kind of, you know, financial benefit or reward. So I thought we'd go into that today. Yeah. So how should we approach this? First of all, what kind of, what kind of jobs are there? Like W2? Part-time, full-time? Um, yeah. Oh, you mean all the... Generally, yeah, W-2, part-time. So W-2 is usually full-time, right? W-2. No, it could be part-time, too. It could also be part-time. Uh, it could also be part-time. Part -time. W-2 just means that you're in a employer-employee relationship. Right. And that the employer is withholding taxes, mm -hmm. your income taxes and it's responsible for certain other taxes that um, the government charges and you get a portion of your check every week mm -hmm. or every time you get a paycheck it's a portion of the gross mm -hmm. to, to complete because they're holding it to pay the government mm -hmm. okay. um, versus 1099 which is a freelancer i see so in the broad Spectrum, there's W2 and 1099, right? Right. And in W2, um, is 32BJ always W2? Yes. 
Okay, 32 BJ is always there. Um, most of the full-time jobs are there. And some part-time jobs can be W-2 as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, after a certain time or a number of hours per, per, per quarter, mm -hmm. uh, for like a financial or calendar, mm -hmm. calendar quarter of a calendar year, you, uh, I forgot what the rules were, but you're supposed to be, um, you, you've developed a employer-employee relationship. I see, and there's 1099, which has no 32 BJ's, 1099. Um, maybe we should begin um, about talking about 32 versus 1099. Okay, okay. Yeah. Just 32, uh, uh, W-2 versus 1099 in general. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe some of the differences i think i might need an accountant for this. but yeah but we won't get into details uh since we're not giving law advices or tax advices yeah advice. I, I think i think that's important i think yeah. we i think we know enough to to kind of help a friend yeah so <laughs> this is kind of like a yeah, casual talk yeah about it so um let, let's talk about w2 versus 1099 <laughs> Okay. So, as you said, it's about the tax uh, with withholding the employers withholding the tax. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So basically, uh, you work a certain you you work a certain number of hours, and the employer um, holds a portion of your money that you've earned, and mm -hmm. pays the taxes, your uh, part part of your income taxes and other other sort of taxes that are required by the government. Um, generally, if you're in a W-2 uh, frame, I call it the framework, your, um, your regular hours is 40 hours. Mm -hmm. So 40 hours is, is uh, considered regular hours of work where um, anything over, you're considered working overtime mm -hmm. over that hour. So um, this is a... a, a, a I guess it's, it's a special relationship between two people, one person working for the other, where um, you have that person that's working um, allowed to work up to 40 hours with um, a regular pay. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the owner, uh, the employer is required to pay mm -hmm. time and a half for that. The assumption is that you're going to be telling them what to do. You're going to be controlling their behavior. You're going to be giving them rules mm -hmm. that they have to follow. You're going to be dictating ways that they have to work, um, determining the standard of of uh, of care that they have to um, they have to show in their work. So, and in other words, they have uh, a lot of demand, or yeah, yeah. I mean. It, not necessarily a lot of demand, but um, they can tell specificity. You what to do. Yeah, they 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 have a control. They have a um, they're usually controlling every aspect mm -hmm. of your of your work. Mm -hmm. uh, when you come in, when you you know when you clock in, when you clock out, mm -hmm. when you have lunch, stuff like that. So that's what the government considers to be. Um, um, behavior that puts you in an employer-employee W-2 relationship. Mm, I see, I see. Whereas 1099 is independent contractor. Yeah, if I recall it correctly, I could, I, I, things could have changed year to year, but um, a 1099 is left to his own devices. He's left to buy his own tools. Mm -hmm. He makes up his own hours of work. Um, he sets his own standards, his mm -hmm. quality, uh, um, his standards of, of, of service or performance. He is um, responsible for everything that he needs to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And he charges back to, mm -hmm. the, to, the, um, to the person who's hiring him. Mm -hmm. And there's other, many other rules that will tell the government whether you fall under a W-2 or a 1099 status. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you, it's the government that decides, not you. Now, I've seen some articles about Uber and Lyft about the 1099 versus W2, and I think it differs. It differs from state to state as well. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think majority of a, a lot of the the states that have put together rules like this are very similar. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, they can differ mm -hmm. state to state, and I think that's part of the reason why um, you know some states may be interpreting this these rules harsher for the employer in some states. So the employer is under tighter re restrictions. Generally, m most of the building industry, especially when you're dealing with, um, particularly when you're dealing with uh, like larger buildings with a full staff. Mm -hmm. You're going to be have you're going to be under a W two um, um, status. Okay. Um, so what about workers' comp? Workers' compensation. Right, right. Workers' compensation is something that the employer is responsible for. I see. So generally, the W two person doesn't have to worry about that. That's covered by. The employer unions came in because of uh, as there were more people available to work, but less jobs out there. Um, of course, your wages are going to go down. Yeah, everyone's going to be competing. Everyone, oh, I can do it for ten dollars. Oh, I can do it for five dollars. Right. There was a, a a race to the bottom when it came to salary, and mm -hmm. I guess and the benefit was to the employer. Right. Who was able to get cheap labor? Yeah, and then the employees get get injuries, right, right, and so stuff like that. So to protect yeah, the workers. if they're injured, they're, you know, it's easy to replace them, and there's there's little cost to the employer, and all of those protections, I'm sure, came in to help bring in the unions into the picture. But I think the questions are more from let's say it's a person from the field right he's he's getting started right his question's more going to be what are what's better for me if i'm co coming into the industry or i'm starting out is yeah it better? but if, if i'm starting out i have to know if i have to even take purchase insurance or not uh right 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 if that's the case if because you're right you not only have to purchase insurance technically going to be under a requirement to um, purchase like home improvement license depending on at least a home improvement license and then you these days you have to go get a lead uh, lead renovators license or certificate so there's a host of uh, costs that comes with a 1099 so I think the question that's um, I think the questions that's asked of us or that that people have asked us is in general what's the what can I do better in in the long run um, should I join to, should I look to join um, the industry as a 32 BJW2 on a W2 relationship or should I be going out and getting these part-time buildings where should I spend my time on getting and I think there. I think when you when you look at it as W two and ten ninety nine, um, there's going to be um, there's going to be a lot more work that you have to put in as a ten ninety nine as a freelancer. You have to pay your own taxes. You have to get your own insurances. That will include um, workers comp, and you also have to pay. I think ten ninety nine has some additional. Um, exp uh, additional things that the government asks for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like in a W-2, the employer will pay that, that portion, that additional. Yeah. But in a 1099, now the government is asking the 1099 worker, independent contractor, to pay that. So there are different things. And then, of course, you have to get licenses and um, certificates that are required by, this, by, this, by the state. So in a way, you're... you're I see where you're going. You're saying, um, what are the total costs here, right? The, the, there's government issue. You're, you're focusing on government 
government exp expenses that are required by the government. And you're saying in the W-2, I don't have to pay that because everything's covered. Right. And so that's money that I save versus if you go out as a 1099, now I have all these other things, insurances, licenses, and all that stuff. So there's a clear difference there. And I think it, it's, it's good to know that, of course, it's, it's going to be, you know, you, you, fundamentally, if, you, if you're starting out, you are going to have to understand the fundamental differences between, between the two in terms of how the government will want to collect from you. You know, at, at the base, how, how much you pay in taxes, how much additional costs go out insur in insurance, because you also need business liability. If you're going to be a 1099, 1099 contractor, technically, you should have business liability insurance as well um, to cover yourself. You guys, other freelancers have, have that, right? Um, not so sure. Not so sure. I think, I think if, if you are required, like some buildings, if they say, okay, you're going to be considered a 1099 contractor, and in case you get hurt, I don't want, I don't want to have to have my premium <laughs> increased because of you. Right. So I want you to get business liability. Now you're thinking about, oh my God, now I have to get workers' comp, business liability, uh, licenses, and it becomes a, it becomes a big expense. And more than the expense, it becomes a big headache. And then you have to start to say, okay, if I'm going to have to do that, should I just incorporate myself and create a company? And then if I create a company, now I need an accountant to, to do that. Now I have to do taxes for myself as an individual. And then I have to pay, I have to do taxes for my company. And it becomes a big, big thing. So what I think maybe what the, the porter who asked me that question wants to know is, they just they want to know like all right so let's say i pay more as a 1099 let's say i create a company or i don't create a company let's say I say that what what's like what are the what are the benefits like why what are the pros and cons of working in a union versus working out there like what what can i let's just take because um, there's different aspects like of course, there's how much more can I make? But the other is how much more freedom do I get doing this? Um, can, I take a, can I take time off whenever I want to as a, as a 1099 versus W-2? And the answer is yes. If you have your own business and you're doing things yourself, you can go take off, decide that, you know, I, I don't want to be here. Uh, I, or, I, or I don't want to wake up at 8. I want to wake up at 10 or 11 today. Or my son's birthday or soccer games at 12. Can I find a way to go around it? And you can. In 32BJ, you're going to be more stuck because aside from the days off that they give you, you generally have to be at work at a certain time. Yeah, right? You're required of many things. Yeah, so you're you're kind of stuck in this in this pros and cons of um, things that may be more important than money to you. Yeah, I, could, I think it's, it would depend a lot on someone's li lifestyle or someone's character as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. And it may, it may, that's, I think, that's what these, um, you know, the guys that are just starting out, kind of, that's what they're wanting to know because if if it if you're going to make a lot of money from one area over the other um the expenses of insurance and all all those things are are not important cuz you're going to be making more much more to cover that but it's the freedom that they may be going for you know freedom and the money um so that i think that's where that's where we may have to kind of look into now because you know 32 bj is a great i think it's a great union it gives 10 days sick day it gives like i think a couple days of clinic days where you can go to the doctor days off it gives you two personal days it gives you um vacation like starting vacation and after you've been with them for a while 
you're going to get five weeks of vacation. That's a month, over a month of vacation per year. Unheard of, right? And, paid, uh, right? Paid, paid, mm -hmm. yeah. Health insurance. You get, you know, no matter, you have 20 kids. 20 kids have health insurance. If you have, uh, you know, um, you buy a house, they pay for the attorney's fees. Um, if you have a spouse or a family member that you want to bring over um, immigration, you know, and you need to pay for an immigration attorney, they'll, they'll take care of that. Wow, that's amazing. It is. And um, if you have to, if you want to learn more, there's tons of great classes that they teach. So there's, there's obviously like big benefits to working for the union. Um, and, and I often when I see the guys, uh, you know, they're, they're taking their vacation, I see the difference between the guy who's, who's uh, the 1099 part-time super and, and, and the, w, the, um, the, the, the 32BJ W2 employee. I see how there's a difference in how easily someone can go on vacation. It's often harder for the guy that's on his own. But... There's a cost with that, right? The cost is that. What 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 would be the cost? They're stuck at forty. Uh, they're 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 stuck in a in a work cycle. So if they've used up that that time, that vacation time, and and all that stuff, they're they're pretty much having to count their days. Right. Yeah. And um, and your health is capped. Um, your health. Your your number of hours is capped at 40 hours because there's sometimes um, buildings don't want you to do OT because that's because of the time and a half. So they, they'll restrict the number of hours. They'll be watching very carefully the number of hours that you work per week. So let's say you are a young, you know, you're, you're sort of a go-getter you need these extra hours and, and you want to make extra money um, and you don't have people that rely on these benefits it becomes you know it becomes questionable because your your salary is capped generally the, the there's a there's a, a set rate for a handyman for a porter and that's usually what they give so if you want to make double that per hour you can't you're kind of stuck there and then unless you work overtime Okay, so it seems like it has amazing benefits, but in terms of growth, although they have great classes, um, salary-wise, you're restricted. Um, right. And yeah, that's that's a big thing that you're capped in in certain salary, and also having to work with other people if you're <laughs> if you're a person who likes doing things your way right then this m might be hard for you oh yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> especially if you want to do there was a there's a story i'm not going to name names i think this guy is great he's really a, an amazing person but he came, when he first started working in a in a in a union position, mm -hmm. um, you know, he was coming in. He was excited. He wanted to do more, and he was kind of running around and excited. Excited, and then someone said, "Yo, you're making this look bad. <laughs> Slow down." <laughs> exactly, like those things. <laughs> and and the funny thing was yeah. that you you this guy is is amazing. I mean, he's just so skilled and so knowledgeable. But a lot of that was. Um, in this environment where you have, um, you know, uh, this very a set standard of how you should perform and get paid, that, that I feel like that was wasted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's not that they want that. It's, I, I mean, I'm not saying that this is, this is how they want it. This is exactly the, how they want people to act. No, but there's, there may be an unintended consequence oh yeah to this environment right it's, uh, it's unintended yeah we don't want to you know it's not like they want this to happen the union is kind of creating this 
this this environment where purposefully doing this. And but it's just the fact that it's a group setting. It's a group setting, and it, this is and there's a certain there's a the primary uh, goal is to protect the the um, the employee right from abuse and. I think this is something that's unintended, and it. This is, I, I, you know, I don't have an answer to this, um, but unfortunately, it's kind of like um, overtime, right? Um, overtime was put by the powers to be to prevent abuse by employers. You know, like so, if you're working eighty hours a week, right? Mm. The government steps in and says, "Whoa, you you can't do that. This is a human being who has." Um, family he's he, he you have you owe him more money if he's gonna go over 40 hours right but what's the the drawback to that and what the unintended consequence of that is that now because of that extra expense that is required to be paid to the employee that's working over 40 hours buildings and employers stop stop their workers from working overtime yeah, but they're going to be hiring a 1099 to do the work. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Maybe it could it, be, you it, know, it could it, be. It possibly, but in the 32BJ, maybe they, they'll hire, not a 1099, but they'll hire another group of temporary workers to work that additional hour mm -hmm. if they need to. And then the, the person who's there, you know, the full-time employee won't get his chance to work additional right. hours. And that kills, in a way, kills... Um, that feeling of wanting to be a go-getter, you know, that one, you know, that the the interest in in working more hours, and it, it's not. There's a pro and con. I I I wouldn't. I don't have an answer or an alternative. No, there is no answer. Framework, but those are exactly what I'm talking about right. when I say unintended consequences, where something that's intended to be good actually creates perverse a perverse consequence yeah it's just two sides of a coin you could feel safe and secure but right. it might be boring it's repetitive and you f you might feel stuck right you're stuck there forever um so it's just how you s how you see it right but i mean on a positive note right you get all these the union has has created and fought for all of these awesome benefits, all yeah. of these vacation, you know, sick days, you know, health insurance is, is so expensive, yet, um, you know, they're covered, um, and job security, you know, you can't be terminated, it's, it's difficult to terminate someone that's in the union, you, you have to make sure that you jump through all these hoops to do so. Oh, wow, then it means people that I'm working with in this 32PJ building, I'll be working with them until I retire or they retire. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Man, if you have if you have um, a person you don't like to work with. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's that's getting really hard. You could do other things to, uh, <laughs> to get rid of them, but look, I I, I wow. agree with you. I'm just, I'm totally kidding. It's it's people that hear the podcast won't see me going like this on camera <laughs> so they won't see the dr evil uh fingers, fingers. technical difficulties <laughs> no they they were excited by the dr evil <laughs> finger finger kissing what do you call this when you touch your tap your fingers together in a in a in a way that suggests that you're scheming something planning something evil but okay, so going back to it, you, you're. I think what what we understand is that now that we've we've seen it, we start to talk through this. There's job security in being in the 32 BJ, right? Right. You can't uh, um, firing is harder, um, termination is harder, right? But and also your salary is technically. I mean, there was a there was a a study done where it said that you're union jobs are typically 20% more than non-union jobs because there are actually W-2 non-union jobs out there. Those I would imagine people are, the work, the employees are far less happy because they may, they most likely are not getting that 
the large benefits of a 32 mm-hmm. BJ position, yet they're still working in that in that 32. So, you know, you cap that, the negative things that come with that, right? You can't work more than 40 hours and your salary is capped. Most likely your salary is lower than 32 BJ. So you're, you're getting the, the, the negative stuff without the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Who knows, you might be getting more salary. No, I... Usually they're not. I think Maybe that they're not? Okay. yeah. Usually they they look to convert to a union union um, mm, uh, I building. See, I see. But uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately you got the short end of the stick over there. Okay. Okay, but, but if you're a person who prefers that stability, then one might choose this W two non union position rather than choosing a freelance ten ninety nine position part-time super yeah position. i mean look it's a great you mean you were saying that it's still better in a lot of ways than a than a 1099 position if someone is looking for if someone yeah a stable job oh, yes and those well there are basic employee labor protections for for employees so yeah i think you do you are protected not this time not by their gbj but by New York State right. government, but you would, um, and also it could be a launching pad if a building is becoming a union, or mm-hmm. if you are looking to go into a union position and you're looking to show that you've been stable in that, you know, in that kind of working environment because it shows that you've been diligent. It shows that you've been committed right. and loyal. It shows a seriousness to to your. Um, it shows a side of seriousness to your uh, your work ethics. If you're able to, you know, if you're able to be somewhere and working steadily forty hours a week, so yeah. um, other jobs will appreciate you for that. And so you can most likely find your way uh, in those positions a little easier than if you're just coming off it the street. It can be a stepping stone. Great stepping stone, yeah. So. Uh, oh, okay. So this is also the other thing. Having W-2, uh, no matter what, is better if you're trying to buy a house and get a mortgage or a loan. Right. So, w- so W-2, no matter what, whether it's union or non-union, it shows the banks or people that you're borrowing money from. Um, you have a steady income coming. Yep. So that's, 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 a, that's a great um, plus as well. Versus a 1099. I think 1099 is a is a tough position, a tough place to be. Um, the only way that I can see this working for you is if you're able to make a lot of money per hour. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's a lot of money per hour? Um, as a 1099, you if you're able to get you you're you're only restricted by your own. Um, perseverance or your own um you're only restricted by your own imagination or your own diligence right so if you feel like you can make more money out there um and you are sure of your own um capabilities and you can command more money per hour which means that you're no longer making the cap rate set by 32 bj of let's say 25 or 22 per hour, but you're able to make 45 or or 50 per hour or more, um, that's when you can really um, just think of 1099 as your own business and mm-hmm. and really prosper from there. Um, so the pros is that you can actually make much more money per hour. Right. Um, you can pick your own hours. Now you can start. I mean, it might be a lot of work in the beginning because as with any business, you spend a lot of time in the beginning uh, planting your seeds. And, and once you pl- But once you plant your seeds and the, and the plants start to grow, that's when you can start to lay your hands off of them. I guess the, if you're willing to do that, put the time in, um, grow yourself, become more... Um, business oriented, uh, learn salesmanship and learn all the stuff that it takes to, 
to win over customers, then you could you could be making a lot more per hour. And I'm not even going to go into, I don't even have to go into um, that point where you feel successful and confident to open a company and to run, you know, a, a crew by yourself, you know. But if you're even as an as a individual um, 1099 independent contractor, if you're able to, you know, the, the word hustle, where you're able to go out and, and chase chase that chase those jobs um, you can you can make more per hour because if you're able to do a snaking job right let's say you're you're charging 60 bucks per hour right or I'm sorry if you're let's say you're charging sixty dollars for that for snaking jobs or a plunging job and it takes you 15 minutes to do it you've you've made um, at sixty dollars per Per 15 minutes you've made $240 per hour right mm -hmm. so if, 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 if you have four jobs let's say in the same building and you're able to charge that um, and each takes 15 minutes you've made $240 per hour mm -hmm. if you're able to be creative and put jobs together where you're able to charge you know let's say a fixed rate that's similar to the snaking job or the plunging job, plunging a toilet job, then you're able to make so much more per hour. Mm -hmm. So let's break it down. So you've made it $60 per 15 minutes of work and you have, you're able to do more work in that hour to make a similar rate. That's clearly surpassing a W-2 job, um, W-2 rate that you're able to get, right? right? W-2 rate is 22 to 25 per hour, maybe 27, 28 per hour. As a resident manager or super, you're making much more, um, so you really have to do the math. Um, as an RM, though, I guess the, the great thing is that you do get an apartment too, right? Mm -hmm. And you get other benefits that come with that. So um, the trade-off is that you're able to get an apartment, you're able to get... Um, uh, these other benefits. The downside is that you're kind of stuck with your building emergency calls, um, having to take care of emergency calls, you're kind of grounded or mm -hmm. can you? Okay. So, um, so 1099. Um, you, the benefits are you can pick your own hours. Um, your your hourly rate is not capped at something that someone else decides. You can make more per hour by being strategic with your, with your, with your planning of work and having more skills to do this type of work and uh, commanding a higher value um, per hour, right? To translate that into higher rate. Uh, you're no longer capped by OT. You can work 100 hours a week if you want to. Um, you can work 100 hours a week or you can work 40 hours a week or you can work 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week so it really depends upon how you set it up um, so that's, that's another benefit um, that you have by uh, working on your own as an independent contractor um, and you get to be your own boss you get to be your own boss um, you also develop as your own boss you develop you know, it's tough to go on your own. It's scary um, because you don't know where where your next um, next phase is or next job. Next. Yeah, next job is you don't know where your next customer is. So there's a there's a a different type of mindset that you have to develop. Yeah, and it's also risk. Learn how to accept more risk for yourself, which yeah. is not for everybody, right? Um, so that's great point that risk being facing risk is one of the one of the most stressful things for a human being to take on and if you're just not built for that that's okay you know you just but maybe a w-2 employer employee relationship or a w-2 job is something that you should go for um but if you're adventurous if you're adventurous then but by all means, yeah. Yeah, and 
No, you just want to grow, grow more. In terms of growth, I would say 1099 has more um, possibilities or more, more various ways to grow. <laughs> Different ways to grow. Um, yeah, in terms of leadership, as you mentioned. Right. Um, meeting different people. You get to meet m more of a variety of people than uh, compared to a W-2 job setting. Right. Um, you know, it just depends on what kind of person you are, I think. Yeah, and if you add that, if you add on to, the, uh, to what you just talked about, um, the benefits of working, of looking for part-time building positions is that you get to develop a, a larger customer base. Yeah. You get to add more buildings to, to what you can take on. Um, you're able to get these jobs because in a larger um, professional setting, you're, you probably have to get resumes together, you have to go through interviews, but smaller buildings, part-time buildings, you're able to be hired um, depending on how well you perform at the interview and you're able to provide some sort of credentials or, or knowledge that you have. And of course, if you're, if you're a resident manager down the street, that's all the credentials that you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just tell them that you're a resident manager and that building will love you because right. you already are vetted and you're screened and you know, you've proven your worth uh, to them and, and your value. And so they're, they're able to pick you faster as a, in a part-time building um, and they respect your time more I think part-time part-time buildings the reason why a lot of people are able to take on part-time buildings is because smaller co-ops smaller boards um, where you're not living in them they know that you're a part-time super they mm -hmm. know that you have other things going on mm -hmm. they know that they're not the priority so they tend to respect your time a little bit better mm -hmm. I would say and they're more careful to call you out, especially because you're going to charge for it. Right. <laughs> so right, they, they're exactly. going to say, yeah, and it's great because you give them a choice. You give the buildings a choice uh, and, a, and, a, and a more pleasing budget mm -hmm. alternative for them at the end of the year. So it's great to do that. You, um, you also have, um, you know, I, I think payment payment options are more flexible, right? In the, in the W-2 framework, you're able to, you, you, got, you get your check every week. That's your check, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the other case, you can change it. You can say, I want it once, once a month. You want it at the end of the year if you want to try to avoid your taxes. I don't know. I don't think that's, I, don't, I, I can't say to that. But cool thing is that you get to be flexible with your, with your, you know, you can even say, hey, if you're, you know, um, if you don't want to take me on as a W-2, um, and I'll, I'll be glad to do it as an independent contractor, can you do it at a higher, pay me a little bit more to cover exactly. my expenses? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a flexibility with that versus a larger building are more, they're more restricted by a budget, becomes more formalized and professional in that way. So smaller part-time buildings become more flexible um, much more flexible in terms of how they can pay you, um, how they can help you deal with your schedule conflicts or scheduling. They can be more accommodating to your needs. They know that you, once again, that they're not the priority. So they will work with you on a good schedule. So right. it just means that you're able to take on more stuff, means that you're able to take on more, um, you know, more projects and make more money mm -hmm. and so that's that's a huge plus but I would even go so far though to say maybe you should when we make this analysis it all depends upon who you are like if you're a 23 year old single guy um, and you you have this entrepreneurial drive and you can take risks as you don't have kids yeah. And you don't have a wife, then you may not want that 32 BJ position. You may want to go out there and, te you know, like test the waters. Yeah, and explore. And explore. Um, All is out there. Yeah, and also you can take on other building. You know, there's a lot of buildings that um, give uh, live-in super positions, but.
and not exactly the apartment that that is, is great you know it may be a one bedroom or a studio you can take those you know and then and then test them there as well um but if you are maybe if you're in your 30s or late 30s and you have a lot of children you have several children or multiple children and and because um time off with those kids are important and, and just want to settle down you settle down and, and you need that insurance health insurance um the the 32 bj position becomes much more attractive right. because secure you know you, you want something secure you, you have people depending on you so it depends so if you have so i guess we should bring it down to if you have people depending on you mm-hmm. and they can't absorb that risk of you having these um having to build your own customer base and build your own uh financial st- uh stability then you should get a maybe you should look into a 32 bj position right and then you get your pension at at the end of i think it's so many years mm-hmm. that you've been working for them right and if if you're 1099 you just do it by yourself it's it's more like are you providing the insurance to yourself or is if someone's providing it for you that's a great way to put it yeah yeah it's just you you're choosing your own insurance and providing it to yourself (laughs) that's even that's a great way to think of it yeah it's like you you have the choice so you have more choices when you work on your own exactly so so, yeah so i think um yeah also if you if you make more money you will have more money in your retirement account to save it oh versus just just uh depending on the pension well certain but i think they also one of the benefits that i forgot to mention is that 32 bj offers 401k yeah but you can do iras yeah by yourself yeah i guess you can um they do it for you but um i guess you could do it on your own as well yeah and also if you have your own business um there are different ira options uh something called sep ira and there's roth ira traditional ira um there are more options you know government do care about (laughs) 1099 well that's interesting i thought that they hate they (laughs) they totally didn't want them and there are different ways um you can use these uh financial i wouldn't say tools but um these these things like if you're your own own business you can expense things right so you're saying that even as a 1099 there's financial yeah and you can be um secured by the government until right, your right, right. retirement right so you're not left out on your own if you're no. if you're 1099 i because i i was always thinking that generally it's skewed against the 1099 but if there's options out there that help them for instance like if there's uh iras or other financial um uh products that can help 1099 in a way that makes it you know comparable to a w-2 employee or what's given what's 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 available to a w-2 employee then it just what matters is how diligent you are in finding these out as a 1099 yeah and and using that those those things to help you leverage the playing field when it comes to the basic benefits exactly you might end up saving more money than especially in your retirement uh even if you are 1099 right if just be smart about it if if you do some research there's so so much information out there right right and also what can be it could be more benefits like just you know, we never think that these big companies will never go go wrong, right? Right, right. Of course, they're, but you they're never, too big to fail. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you think um, those these? I, I'm not trying to say any conspiracy theories or 
no, there's going to be any crisis. Uh, but it, it is possible that, you know, like a huge institution that you trusted for a long time, it, you know, one day it just collapses. You've, you've seen it in these financial crises. Yeah, we've seen it like, yeah, 20 years ago, Enron. Yeah, yeah you, you, but the I bank, think... The bank went bankrupt. So, you know, you, you can't trust anyone, but you can trust yourself. So... Well, I don't know if I can trust myself. <laughs> I mean, like... No, I know what you mean. You're saying that if you are... If you are... Uh, if you are a person that has confidence... Yeah, in you. Can, and you have and the ability to think think things out yeah you believe in yourself and maybe with a little push because maybe all of us just need a little push to to become a little bit more of a like a like an open thinker because mm -hmm. you got to be open an open thinker to to be able to succeed yeah. there and you got to be proactive you, you can't be lazy right but then again there are there, there's those of us um there are people I know that you know are comfortable in their in their thing. You know, they're. Ex I, I guess you're saying that there's a risk in everything. Yeah, there's but, risk in everything. Right. There is, like, even if you get a thirty-two B J job, it doesn't mean the risk is zero. Right. But you I mean, know. absolutely. But and also, I mean, you're. If you something happens to you on the job. Yeah. And you can't work anymore. That's a risk as well. So, I think. All of us have our own um, idea of what we're what we can take on as risk, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think I think um, in that in that case, you know, your your everything. If everything becomes risky, it's it's all about just what's what's less risky to you, yeah. And or what do you want more? And you know, when I was twenty, I I had. I think we all have a bigger desire for risk. As we get older, we we want less risk in our lives. Yeah, I think these are important questions, especially nowadays when there's so much uncertainty. You know, there's, right. there's less job security out there. People move from job to job. I think with globalization and with, you know, as, as Albert mentioned in the other podcast, like with globalization and, and manufacturing jobs move on and we're in the service industry and there's a lot of lot more people that may be coming into our industry competing for the same jobs. You know, there's there's a lot of questions as to which direction to go. And I think it's just too much information for the average person. Mm -hmm. So they go into things that they think will be more secure, like 32 BJ jobs. And if, if you're in a W2 BJ um, job, but you want to try it out, you can still do it. You can still, I mean, there's there's so many uh, people in the 32 BJ um, position that whether it's a, it's a porter or a handyman, that's actually has side gigs as a part-time super. Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that's another thing too, so, 32 BJs, um, even if you're W two, you can take on some of the part time jobs as ten ninety nine, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just just not with that employer, mm -hmm. because then that employer is responsible for you for your over for your the hours. The he's responsible to pay more for the hours that he works for you. Right. But if you're if you're um, looking to get the side gig in a, in a different you know with a different employer in a different boss by all means you know you should definitely go for it i think part-time buildings make fantastic side income for supers or porters or handyman who have whose primary job is in a 32 bj to you know full-time position there's nothing that says you can't do both mm -hmm. that's why it's one of the one of the great things that to see is when um for me to get is someone that has a full-time 32 BJ position, email me or call me and say, hey, look, I, um, I want to get into the part-time um, building business. How do I do that? How can I do that? What's the best way? Mm -hmm. um, and then I go into, well, find a building that's close to your building. <laughs> 
Don't travel far. <laughs> don't go to don't go to Queens <laughs> right. if you're in Manhattan, and especially if you live in Bronx. And now you yeah. now you're doing a oh a, a tri-borough commute. <laughs> don't do that. You know, don't don't underbid where you're losing money. Yeah. You know? Those are the so the earlier podcast becomes important. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're. You know, if you are. I mean, if you're in a, if you have a 32 BJ position and you're losing money from your, nobody wants to lose money, but let's say you're not making money from your part-time Super Bowl leads, now look, it's not as bad as if all of your buildings are part-time buildings and you, you're not making any money. At least you're making money from your 32 BJ right. and you're getting the benefits. Look, if you lose a couple of dollars at your part-time, I, I hate to see that, but if you do it, it's not as bad as if you are fully in the part-time super business and you're making all the wrong choices. Mm -mm. Listen to the previous episodes mm -hmm. because um, I think our goal here is to try to, no matter which, which type of person you are now and what type of job you have, part-time supering is a great business if you do it right. Yeah. You know, we don't want you to go into that even if you have a great you know, secure job as a 32 BJ employee, we still don't want you to lose money or make little money as a part-time super if you don't have to. But um, for those of you who want a full-time, like a full, they want a full part-time building um, career. So all they want to do is part-time buildings. Mm -hmm. All they do is part-time buildings, like Albert. And like... Um, you know some other some other people that we know like also is he he was offered that 32 bj position and he turned it down mm, to be a you know just to be a full-time part-time super and i asked him why and from what what i could gather he loved the, the freedom mm -hmm. and he liked the freedom of being able and also loved to be able to make more money he was able to make um, upwards of, you know, for, for some for some jobs, um, you know, multiples of what he can make as a as a um, as a uh, W two, you know, yeah. with a W two hourly rate. He was able to make multiples of that per hour as a part time super. The only thing is, though, trying to, you know lining those jobs up so that you're always getting mm -hmm. you know you're, you're getting a lot of those hours that's a tough thing and you gotta pace yourself you gotta pace yourself because if you can't do that then uh if you're dependent upon that you really have to um you know organize coordinate that well schedule those jobs and you know make your time efficient so i think one of the things i love about what we do is uh as Spark Super is that we're able to help um, part-time supers coordinate their jobs so that they do it more efficiently. He's able to do those jobs at a time that works out for him. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, that's a rewarding thing to be able to do that. Because in this business, as a 1099 independent contractor, time is money. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's about it uh, yeah. for me. I mean, there's much more here to talk about, but I thought that <laughs> maybe we could I think we, talk we about covered, the basic trade-off. Yeah, I think we covered the general ideas. And I, I think mo most important things, like what kind of person you are. Yeah, what kind of person you are. It's, you're always going to evolve. Yeah, and, and you might change. You're going to change. You, yeah, you might <laughs> think. One person to the other. Yeah. Um, today I might think 32BJ is the right thing for me and then five years later you might regret that and right. vice versa so, so it's good to know always yeah. have in your mind you know as, as, a, as, a, as a human being who is in an industry where you're performing essential work where you are wanted, you're, you're performing valuable services to to all the residents out there, you know, you're, you're in a field where they can't do without you, you have choices, and you have 
a lot of customers out there and you have a lot of ways that you can jump in there and and do what you want but you just have to know your choices right and you have to know what the pros and cons are are going into that and you always have to wake up wondering what's the what's good for me today and I, what's good for me today in a way that I don't want to regret it mm-hmm. 15 10 15 years later mm-hmm. right like if I'm is if I'm 25 can I do do I want to go out there and do this type of risky work as a 1099 or as a business person doing my own part-time buildings as a as a business operation do I want to do it now when I'm 25 or do I want to do it later when I'm 40 or if I have a baby um, how do I want to do it should I stay with my my building as a 32 BJ and then maybe do some buildings on the side and learn how to do that um, learn how to do that well um, so there's a lot of questions and don't be scared and don't be scared in life it can be scary and it can be, uh, you know, it's not easy out there. Yeah, it can be a ride. Yeah, it can be a ride. <laughs> Come on, let's be positive here, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, on that note, have a great day, Jennifer. Yeah. And it was a great conversation. I actually um, really hit a lot of points that I think are, you helped actually bring up a lot of points that, um, these uh, these part-time supers and people want to go into the business want to know and that I wouldn't have brought up if you didn't bring up. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. Yeah.